The CN Tower, mm-hmm. the one that in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Was the tallest freestanding structure in the world for how many years? A number question. Two. Thirty-two. So I had the last <laughs> digit right. That's what I mean. <laughs> 1975 till 2007. Which then, seems recent. For yeah. Me. I mean, it's pretty tall, but... I didn't really, think it was that tall. I didn't think it was that tall. I, I thought, like, Chicago had bigger towers than that. Yeah. Well, like, the thing is that this is kind of cheating, because it's just, like, they built something just to, to be tall. Like, yeah. no one occupies the top part of it. Right. It's just, right. like, a little, you know, metal pole. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we, we so, started off our we're in Toronto we're, making we're, fun of their, like, most famous <laughs> monument. We, we kept calling it a needle. They don't call it a needle. They yeah, the CN Tower. Uh, we did. I just want to be clear. You were. I was calling it a yeah. yeah. I Even people at the, the press area of TIFF, because we were at yeah. TIFF. Toronto um, International Film Festival. 22. Yep. Uh, someone's like, what is that? It's like the Space Needle. I'm like, it's a CN Tower. Yeah. Like, That's what it's called. And I'm like, it sure is. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, Jeff Jeff broke the news. We're in TIFF. We're at, we're at TIFF. Well, we're in Toronto at TIFF. Yeah. Well, which, right now we're at my hostel. Yeah. So someone could walk in at any moment because this is not a private room. It's really... I'm going to actually take a picture right now and put it in the video just to show the current situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really funny... This is one of our, our jankiest setups yeah. for sure. Yeah, this but, is jankier than when we recorded in a park. Yep. That was we actually, actually brought good. a folding table. We went and out and bought the chairs. We bought chairs. Yeah. You, I just remember you went into an actual furniture room. Like, what's the cheapest chair Bob's you have? Bob's furniture. Yeah, and the guy was like, oh, 200 bucks. Yeah, he like, pointed it at, like, this big leather yeah. like, recliner chair. Or yeah, and we were like, that's probably not ideal. That's probably not what we want for this park episode. Yeah. So then we went to Five Below and got a couple got, chairs like, that were five. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, we're in Toronto. And there's so many movies. We will be talking about more movies today than we've ever talked about. And yep. we won't be talking about them in great length, but we will also, be yeah, covering no one, them. Yeah, no one has seen them yet. That's yes. the point of the film festival. Yes. But we are going to cover them. Yeah. Because that's how we get press in the first place. Yeah, you, it was for you, this episode. It was for this episode. <laughs> this so is all this been is for why this. Now, you said we will be talking about more episodes, or I mean, more films than we've yes. ever talked about in any episode. Yes. And that, honestly, I think the current record's like three. Yeah. So, yeah. more this than is, three. We're talking about like, what, 15 today or something like that? A lot, like that? yeah. Yeah. So, let's just, I figured we'd go, here's what we'll do. The, the structure we should, is we'll go in chronological order. Yeah. Now, first off, I think we should just do some general TIFF impressions, like walking around. Yes, yes. It is chaos. Yeah. Um, I will say, like... I mean, I've talked to you a little bit about it. I went two years, three years ago. Yeah. And it was busy for sure. But for I think it's because this year's the first year they're like full capacity. Everybody's back. It is like people showed up to yeah. TIFF this year. It is insane. Yeah. It, it was hard to get public tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about the public tickets yeah. situation. Well, um, we had press redemption window. Yeah. Thing. So we could get up to 20 uh, public tickets in addition to access to all the press screenings. Right. Um, I had, because I'm uh, extremely not famous, uh, I had the latest uh, redemption window, I think. So I was like scraping the bottom of the barrel. But what was working in my favor was that their whole system was very messed up and got shut, like was shut down. So I actually got like premiered to bros. Yeah. Which Karsten couldn't get, I even couldn't though get. he had a redemption window ahead of mine because he's very famous. Didn't make any sense. Yeah, he didn't. He was yelling at me. He said, I'm more famous than you. How could this happen? <laughs> I deserve to go to Bros, <laughs> not you. 
Bros is my movie. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not even a bro. I love bros. <laughs> but I, yeah, so it kind of worked out. I mean, you, you got to go to the Fablemans, which you'll talk about a bit, and you, The Whale, which I did not. Yes, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, but, all of it was like kind of... It's like I, I spent a lot of time. You saw the the chart I made. Like I spent mm-hmm. so much time mapping out the schedule and like making sure there was no room for error. And then like so many things. So went many errors before we even got to Toronto. Yeah. And now that we're here, like that whale thing, I didn't think that was gonna happen. Yeah. Until hours before the screening. Yeah, that so, was crazy. We'll get into it. We'll get into you, it. You ready to start jumping into the, the yeah. films and your order? Now a word from our sponsor, Better, Better Help. Help. Uh, what's the time you got stuck focusing more on problems than solutions, Jeff? You know, I think for me, like at least once a year, I have a month where I, that happens to me. Yeah. Especially, you know, I, when I was at DePaul and I was, I had like projects backed up that I was trying to work on and I had new stuff that was happening. I just kind of felt like I wasn't getting anything done. Yeah. I was just falling really far behind. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Things get overwhelming sometimes. Like work, even TIFF. I'm yeah. like, it can be a stressful thing. And, you know, a therapist can really help with working through those problems, making it feel yeah. less overwhelming. Yeah. It um, feels like there's someone on your team. Yeah. Which is why we're here to talk about BetterHelp, um, which makes it super easy to uh, find a therapist and, you know, start working through some things. Yeah. And um, I know both of us uh, have. Uh, at different points in our lives utilize therapy uh yep. to help with a lot of these issues yeah. it's it's uh, yeah i we've talked about it before this isn't our first read we we've used therapy before i've i've done it many times in my life and it's always i'm never like not glad yeah. i did therapy yeah. like it always like some sometimes you can't see the benefits right in front of you when you start but then once right. you start doing it you're like oh i feel a lot less weight on my shoulders or in my mind yeah, I think, you know, with things like being at TIFF, uh, sometimes we are regretful that uh, we went to some movies, but that does not happen with therapy. <laughs> no regrets with that one. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. No regrets with that one. Yeah. Um, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I love about the concept of BetterHelp uh-huh. is that it's uh, such an easy way to make therapy less intimidating if you're mm-hmm. someone who's not uh, currently, you know, seeking therapy or is or, or you know are struggling with the concept of, yep. of going to a physical place. Yep. Uh, it's just you know such an easy entry point. Yeah, and you can like get matched with a therapist that really works for you. They have like a brief survey. Can fill that out yeah and and you uh, can also it's very easy to switch therapists yep. if you know someone that you get matched with uh you're not really feeling it or feeling yep. like that's the best option for you yeah you can just get you know a different one and give someone else a try it's very easy yeah so when you want to be a better problem solver therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com slash kcast today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash kcast Cast. You're I start first because I got in the seventh, um, yeah. and you got in the He's eighth. Watching a movie while I was still on the plane. Yeah. So I went. My first film was uh, on the eighth uh, at ten a.m. I saw Moonage Daydream. Yep. New David Bowie. It's great. It is a lot. It was an insane film to start the festival with because it is yeah. just nonstop, like images, editing, yep. music, 
very psychedelic imagery, mm-hmm. um, but it's great to see in a theater. Man. I would highly recommend seeing that in a theater. Yeah. Um, it's going to be out on HBO at some point. Hell yeah. If you're a fan of Bowie, it's it's amazing. If you're not a fan of Bowie, it's still pretty spectacle, good. Spectacle. Yeah, much. it's yeah. a spectacle. That's the thing. Yeah. It, it really, more than probably any other musical documentary I've ever seen, is an experience. Yeah. More than a telling of like a story. It's just mm-hmm. a feeling. Yeah. You said it like put you in the mind of Bowie. It really, was... really does. <laughs> Which is a crazy... Truly... Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And then you arrived. And then I got there, and we saw Broker. We did. The new Corey Ada movie starring Song Kang-ho, and I think his first role since Parasite, which was which really... Which is crazy. It's really exciting. It's also Corey Ada's first Korean movie. He's, he's... I think he usually does Japanese films, so this was his first Korean. Actually, and his last one was his first English language, so he's just like... Branching out. Branching out. What do you think he's going to do next? German? <laughs> <laughs> just, um, and I personally love this movie. I mean, we've talked about shoplifters on it, and we kind of said, like, this is very similar to everything else he's done, in yeah. that it's like a dysfunctional family that's committing crimes. <laughs> And it's the same kind of thing, but I thought this was, like, the most layered and, like, comprehensive take yeah. on these themes. Just because there's, like, everyone in the car. It's like a road trip movie about these two guys who run this, like, illegal, like, they, like, sell babies for adoption on the black market, yeah. basically. And when this woman who abandoned her baby shows back up, um, they, like, work together and go on this road trip to, like, find the parents the right parents for the baby yeah and all while there's like two detectives on their trail yeah it, it i agree it's yeah. great uh pretty much if you like shoplifters it's more of the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah and if you didn't like shoplifters you probably won't like this but yeah. not that many people did not like shoplifters right it's not gonna win over any like anybody who doesn't like Corey because i know a lot a lot of people say he's like too slow and like a little too like, it doesn't feel like things, like, LF, uh, what's the word, escalate or, like, ramp mm-hmm. up in his movies. But to me, I, I thought this was, like, really exciting. And yeah. I don't know. The the way, like, every character in the car had, like, a different definition of, like, what family is and why they are where they are right now. And just the way the film, like, kind yeah. of turns them into a family and redefines what it means to be a family, I thought it was just beautiful. Also, the boy actor is so good. He was so... Yeah. Yeah, the boy was so funny. It's really... That's the thing. It's really funny, too. It has such a great sense of humor. Song Kang-ho, his character, uh, plays, like, such a similar character to uh, the one in Parasite, where it's just this guy who's, like, kind of pretending to be like a normal dad and just but is like committing crimes and like changing the eyebrows and like it's yeah. just funny it's like he's got it's i don't know it's really lighthearted. you should check it out yeah well it's mostly lighthearted. hearted Mo- i mean <laughs> a lot of it's very uh yeah <laughs> depressing yeah. but that was that um and then later that literally like 15 minutes later yeah we saw one fine morning which i really liked mm-hmm I want yeah talk about it yeah it I mean it's French mm-hmm. um, I've seen Bergman Island you have yeah and there and you I mean there's a lot of similarities yeah um, you know dealing with uh, marital uh, or relationship you know straying I'm, yeah. I'm yeah blanking on how to say this right 
what is it called when people cheat, but like a more fancy word? Oh, open relation, like monogamy? No, no, no it's, it doesn't matter. Anyways, oh. it's people cheating. That's, that's you know. Affair? Affair. That's the way. <laughs> yeah, affair, that's the word. But yeah. now everyone's thinking, why are we listening to a podcast where two people can't <laughs> remember, remember the word remember affair? affair. <laughs> yeah, this is my so, fourth cup of coffee. Yeah, they have an affair. They have an affair, the, uh, you know, happens in Bergman Island as well. Um, but just tremendous acting, I thought. Yeah. Leia Seydoux, is that yeah. how you pronounce her yeah. name? Yeah, Leia Seydoux. Leia I, I, you know, I, that one, normally I try to help you with pronunciations. I don't know either. Yeah. We're not French. Yeah. Leia Seydoux. She's like uh-huh. the most French person. Yes. She <laughs> and I know they are incredibly famous in France. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know, it's like the Brad Pitt of France. Yeah. I, I would. I mean, she's pretty famous in the U.S. too, yeah. so I can't imagine France has got to be insane. Yeah. Um, Although Brad Pitt's famous in France too. He is. Maybe yes. Brad Pitt's the Brad Pitt of France. Brad <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pitt. It's always funny when I went to Cannes and they like the celebrities would show up and they're like, "Oh, Timothée Chalamet, à George Clooney," and I'm like, "This is silly." Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this this movie. Yeah. I really like. It was my first uh, Mia Hansen. Love, love, love. I don't know. Um, it's, yeah, it's like a Norwegian last name or something. Yeah, but I learned she is French, yes. which um, that makes more sense. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I really liked it for a lot of the same. It's just one of those movies where like, it's kind of like the story is the character. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, they just the choices the characters make feel very real. Yeah. and like natural, and you kind of just get attached to them that way. Like I think. Yeah. It really rides on uh, how much you like Leah Seydoux's character. Yeah, and I, arguably for me, you know, one of the top performances of any film I've seen mm. in the festival. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. it's It deserves more talk than it's getting. It's It's been, like, a really, like, low-key movie and here. I think and a lot of that has to do with the fact uh, of the sub, you know, the plot of the film. Yeah, it's very... It's a very low-key film. There's yeah. not, you know, a lot where no one's going to be like, you should see this. Like, it's yeah. about this. And it's, like, what yeah. it's actually about is like someone dealing with relationships yeah. and they're, as they're getting older yeah. and they're not married and then their dad has uh, a brain yeah. problems. It's like losing a dad and like not yeah. being secure in a relationship at yes. the same time and it's like how very tumultuous French. it all... Yes, very French. Yeah, <laughs> Kind of like I, I would say if you like worst person in the world or like... Mm-hmm. I think I, I think that's the best comparison. Absolutely. Like you'll you'll probably like this. Yeah. Um anyway. Next one. Uh next morning I saw the inspection. Um mm-hmm. which weirdly people were saying that was almost impossible to get yeah, tickets. It's to. one of the big movies of the fest and it is fully because of the A twenty four stamp. Like yeah. <laughs> it just which it's about um a young gay black man who uh joins the Marines kind of because he's been rejected by his mother and she's like really pushing this on him it's kind of like i i didn't really like get the motives <laughs> to be to begin with um so he joins the marines which is just like obviously a horrible experience um because he's gay and they're just very homophobic and racist and it's just it, it's it's a very heavy movie um it, it that kind of you see where it's going for most of it, but it still kind of like got to me. Like I was still interested in what was happening, and like the the character he well his performance Jeremy Jeremy Pope 
was phenomenal. I think this is like his first big movie, and he was amazing. Um, so like I was like entertained and moved at a lot of points. It just ends on a point that is so weird because it's like I well I don't even know if I want to spoil it. I, I'm not gonna spoil it because it's not out yet. But it ends on a point that that it kind of leans into like oh maybe the military is the good guy all along, which is definitely not what the rest of the movie feels like it's yeah. saying. And it definitely is doing that on purpose to, like, kind of, like, leave things open-ended and, like, make spark a discussion, which I'm like, oh, that's... It, it's very... It's going to be very controversial. And you are having a discussion right now. I'm having it right... I... And I was thinking, like, that the movie was more clever than people were giving it credit for and that it's, like, saying how the military manipulates people into thinking that that's a home for them and that's where they belong. Right. I don't think the movie's that clever, though. I think it's like it ends on just a very crowd pleasy note that I it rubbed me the wrong way. And yeah. it, as a whole, I just don't think it, it ended up being just the most memorable movie at the festival. It's got some really great moments, really great performance, and I would say it's worth seeing. But it's not the best thing yeah. in the world. Then yep. we went to weird. We did go the to Al weird. Yankovic story. We did go to weird. And there was a lot of uh, issues mm-hmm. before the film. Uh, it was a press screening, and it was in possibly the smallest theater in yep. the entire festival. Yep. Uh, and that was a, a pretty in-demand film. It was. It was and one of the biggest films. There was, like, problems where people didn't know where the line was. Yep. So people were lined up in the wrong place, and then the theater was full, and they couldn't get in. And then I... We had seats. I lined up pretty early. Yep. Um, I went to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And when I was exiting the theater there was people screaming at the tip volunteers <laughs> about how they couldn't get in to weird yeah to weird which is very yeah, funny a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but we saw it so we did man um, did i feel a little guilty being one of the few who got to see it over like important critics yeah there's but no I was more also like, important critic than you I was, yeah right i'm like my opinion on weird matters more than yours yeah. at the end of the day so yeah and uh it stars daniel ratcliffe <laughs> Yes. Um, and it's really good. Yes, yes. Uh, it's going to be on the Roku channel. <laughs> it's which, a Roku original. It's a Roku yeah. original, <laughs> uh, which I didn't know existed. Yes. Um, it is also produced by Funny or Die. Yeah. Which kind of, it reads like that. It when does. You watch it. You're like, because, this is an internet sketch. It, yeah, <laughs> it's an absurd film. Yeah. It's like, what if someone gave an internet sketch yes. a pretty big budget? Right. And, and it works. It works. I, I will be honest. Like the first maybe like forty five minutes of this film, I was like, this is one of the best comedies I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it is like, it was hilarious and so well acted, like perfectly acted. Like he doesn't oversell it. It never feels like they're like trying to be funny. They're just like being. They just fully commit to these yeah. ridiculous scenarios, and then. After that, it like the more it tries to be absurd and like the the cartel gets involved, like yeah. it's just it, 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 it kind of loses me a yeah, little bit. It turned into uh, the Nick Cage film a little bit. That's what people have been comparing it to. Yeah, but I think but this the, is way yeah. better. In my yeah, opinion. I, the first half of the film was the strongest. Yes, um, yes, but it didn't. I think lose all of the goodwill that it built up in the first half and the second yeah. half and it was still enjoyable and it's yeah. a pretty brisk watch Absolutely. definitely worth catching on the roku channel it'll be great to like watch this with friends in yeah. your house 
you know, like it's it's very funny. Um, some really great cameos. I mean, yeah. just the, a the, lot of cameos. The which cast, we're not gonna spoil. Yeah, but many many cameos. The cast on the surface, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna, Rain Wilson. Um, it's just it's so yeah, it's stacked. Yeah, way more stacked than you'd think it would be. Um, but yeah, I I really liked Weird. Yeah, um, me too. The next on the docket was uh, well, you saw something before Bros. You saw I saw Brother, Brother. and it's <laughs> I went to the world premiere of Brother, and yep. then in the same theater, right afterwards, the world premiere of Bros. Yep, which I think that Tiff scheduled because that's funny. They they definitely did it on purpose. Yeah, uh, Brother, <laughs> and they're completely opposite types yes. of films. One is this um, film where I would say Brother reminded me a lot of Moonlight, where it's this mm. playing with time. Mm. Um, and, you know, kind of similar uh, poverty. It, it, it's not as good as Moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you haven't seen either and you're like, should I watch Brother or Moonlight? Watch, oh, Moonlight. watch Moonlight. Yeah, you yeah, should yeah, watch Moonlight. It. But Brother, was, it was good. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting story. Um, and, and the acting was pretty good. Okay. And, and yeah, I mean, check it out. I would say it, it was, it, it's worth a watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're into something that's fairly depressing. If you're like, I want to feel kind of sad about yeah. life. So very different than Bros. Yeah, which is movie. the opposite. Um, which we also saw the world premiere of. Yes. With the... I'm just making sure no one's... Yeah, it's all fine. Someone fully is coming. Hi, sorry. sorry. You're sorry. Good. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Oh, you there, can, we can... Sorry, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, we will check. Oh my God, there's so many people. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine just? Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Thanks. Well, I'll see how I edit that. Um, yeah. I uh, so bros. <laughs> so bros. We saw the world premiere of Bros. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was really funny. It was really. It good. was a really like. It was a great crowd. Yeah. Um, it's like probably the ideal crowd seeing it with like a bunch of. First of all, I was seated in the last possible seat. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't have a ticket. I got a ticket and you didn't, so you I, had to buy one. I had to buy a ticket. It's the only ticket I bought the whole festival. Yeah. It, I will not say what the price was. Mm-hmm. It's it's not ridiculous, but it's more than I would have liked to spend. Yeah, it's ridiculous <laughs> in the context of how much people generally pay to go to movies. Yeah. Well, if you're going to AMC and you're getting snacks, I probably paid the same amount. Yeah, but you didn't money. get snacks. I didn't get snacks. It was just a shitty seat. For yeah, <laughs> and also the seats are really uncomfortable because it's a yep. theater. It's not a movie theater. Yes. So a regular theater. Um, but we saw it. We saw it. And I would say I'm not upset at how much I paid for this yeah. ticket because it was, it was just to see this movie specifically in this context, like yeah. the world premiere, um, with people howling like most of the film was like so fun. And yeah. It is, I don't even think, because I was thinking about this when I, like, reviewed it on Letterboxd. I'm like, is it that funny? And I think it is. Like, yeah. even without this kind of audience, it's a hilarious movie that, like, feels like such a, a throwback to, like, 90s rom-coms that's, yeah. like, genuinely funny. Yeah, because Billy Eichner has a specific style of comedy that mm-hmm. translates pretty well in this. You know, the quick, like, quips kind of, yes. kind of yeah. style. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it works. I mean, Billy Eichner, I think... Uh, you know, not generally an actor. Is mm-hmm. this probably the first like legitimate acting role? It's the first actor? like like lead, the, like lead role. role. Yeah. yeah, he was Pumbaa or or Simone. Yeah, I don't think that counts. Yeah. I'm not counting that. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, but yeah, no, he and that, and he was great. I yeah. thought he has like the range to carry that kind of role, which was amazing. Um, yeah. The the kind of Luke McFarlane, I want to say. The, I think so. The supporting actor, he was. Yeah, really he was very great. good. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was just really well acted. Very heartwarming like i i liked the romantic aspect of it yep. i loved the comedy the only thing is that it's too damn long it's really long for <laughs> it's a rom-com it's got even though he's just a producer it has that like judd apatow like overstays its welcome feeling yeah. where i'm like we especially because it's not like a movie where all these scenes are necessary they could easily just be deleted right. scenes for people after yeah because there's so many of these conversations that are like yes. fairly funny on their own but yes. they're, they go back and forth for like minutes in yeah. these scenes and I'm like it's kind of funny but when you have eight of these kind mm-hmm. of funny scenes it yes. just gets a little bit long right and some of the scenes are like amazing I think the first time they're in the the gay nightclub and there's like the banter back and they like first meet I thought that's that's just like one of my favorite scenes of the year it's yeah. like so exciting and funny and like yeah and it was really well shot yeah. like it was great to see this um, because there's quite a big difference in, in crowds when you go as press mm-hmm. where yes. there's press screenings and public screenings. Yes. And this, of course, was the like public world premiere. Yep. Um, so the audience was very into it yeah. where I think this would have been a lot less fun to go to the press screening of. Yeah. Yeah. De- definitely. At like 9 a.m. as yeah. opposed to like 9 p.m. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I really liked it. I, if you don't like Billy Eichner, I don't think it'll win you over. Um, yeah, it has kind of a like modern SNL sense of humor towards the back end that I didn't love, but for the most part, it's a very funny movie that uh, made me happy, and I'll probably watch this again. It's a good airplane movie, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a great airplane it's movie. Very long the, the, long, and the length of it would work. Comfort watch and yeah, yeah. I I actually really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I did too. Um, next. After Bros, the next morning we saw uh, Women Talking, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the most hyped of the fest. It's um, said to... Let me double check. My computer didn't just sh- shut off. Uh, it stopped recording. No, 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 we're good. We're good. It we're just, good. I don't, I don't know. You might not be plugged in anymore. You're right. No, I'm plugged in. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, women Talking... Uh, the new one from Sarah Polly, who I haven't seen any of her other work, um, but it stars. It has a, like one of the most stacked casts. It's got Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Rooney Mara, Ben Wishaw, uh, Frances McDormand has a very small role. Um, I I personally really love this movie. Yeah, I, it it kind of like it's very wordy. I mean, it's it's very much like kind of a. It's interesting. I'll compare this to another movie I saw. But it's like kind of a stage play in a way. Yes. Like, could it absolutely could have just been a stage play? And we saw it in. A, no, we didn't see this one in the theater. I mean, like in the, oh, the regular. Oh, you're, you're saying yeah, yeah. We saw this. We saw this in a movie theater, but it felt yeah. like you could have just watched it. Yeah, but the thing about it is, like, I thought it like justified its existence as a film. Like, yeah. I thought it told its story visually very in a really interesting way. The color grade. Yeah, like, I wanted to get We're into a little that. mixed on that, but like. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's so contrasty uh, mm-hmm. and muted and. Uh, it looks a little ugly. It looks a little ugly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, you know, it's this period piece kind yeah. of feeling. And 
I personally wish that it was a little more vibrant. Yeah. Because, you know, it so much of it takes place in one yeah. location. Um, yeah. But the actual content of the yeah. film is excellent. I would say, I, I think, and you would agree, the color, like, is definitely intentional and like oh, adds of course. to the very cold. intentional. It's just I personally, it's, it's a yeah. definitely a personal. It's thing. very like the whole movie is about this like in between stage of like should we move forward and like do this for the future of like our children and mm-hmm. or should we stay back for like tradition's sake or for religious reasons or like just for our safety and it's yeah it it. It's really thrilling, in my opinion. Just it, yeah. it manages to keep it very interesting throughout. And it's a story um, that hasn't, I haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's at the end of the day, what you want to see mm-hmm. in, in a film festival is yeah stories that aren't something that you see all the time. Yeah, I looked. I took a glance at some of the press notes for it, and they kind of like say this for you, but it's. I do think it's interesting that none of the actual violent acts that happen in the film are in the film. Like, they just kind of talk about it after the fact or before. And that's, I think, a really interesting and, like, powerful choice. Because, like, you see... I don't know. You learn a lot more about the effect of what these had... Or what these events had on these people. Like, by how they talk about it after. And, um, yeah, I, I would watch it again. I actually want to watch it again because there's a lot. It's very dense. Very dense. It's I think there's a lot of di- a lot of lot of women talking in this film. <laughs> the title does not lie. Yeah, the women are talking in this movie. But yeah, I thought it was really great and excited for you to everyone yeah. to check it out. Yeah, I after that um, tried mm-hmm. to go to I like movies and <laughs> yep. it was also in a very small theater and I did not get in. Yep. But I did uh, see Finn Wolfhard. Yes, chilling across the hall, who is a uh, who's a friend of Carson. Apparently, a f- uh, watcher of my videos. <laughs> we'll talk about. We'll that. get into that. Um, get then, uh, while Jeff was doing that, I saw Susie Searches, which was fine. A it was, fun alliterative title. Yeah, <laughs> it was Susie Searches Seashells by the, by the seashore. seashore. It was directed by Sophie Cargman. Uh, this is her f- would have been great if first feature. Her last name also was an S. Yeah, Sophie. Susie searches by by Sophie, Sophie Smith. Susan. I don't. Know. That's why did you go also, with the first name? I don't again? know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I saw this mostly because I like Alex Wolf of Hereditary, Old Pig, and Naked Brothers Band. <laughs> um, and he was he was great. Everyone like did a great. Oh, Jim Gaffigan was in it. I thought this had a really bad uh, sense of humor. Not like in an edgy way it was just not funny it mm-hmm. was like kind of i think like a middle school crowd would really like it um like people who like the naked brothers band sure yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like i just didn't think it was that funny i thought it was trying a little too hard with its filmmaking like right a lot of weird transitions that kind of felt like it was trying to be obviously this was made before everything everywhere came out but like in that same vein of like whoa this is a weird cut and i'm yeah. like but what is it doesn't really do anything but it did kind of win me over the longer it went on because it's like this thriller that like has a lot of really fun twists and turns that i don't want to reveal um and yeah. it's about a true crime podcaster which i thought was which is why most of why i went to see it because i was like that sounds fun and it does 
Yeah. If you we like spree true crime podcasters, all we have to well, do is like, um, you know, read. we're in this hostel. If I just punch a hole through a wall, yeah, yep. be like something happened. At this yeah, hostel. like there was a crime I yeah. just committed. <laughs> true crime. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I it seems like the kind of thing Netflix will pick up. Yeah. I I don't like films that conflate um, humor and weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's like everything everywhere all at once for me uh-huh. was a lot of that where they're like, this is just uncomfortable. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And it's, no, it's not. It's just weird. Yeah. It's not funny. But if the movie's called weird. But if the movie's called funny. weird, then it is funny. <laughs> yes. But it's actually not that weird. <laughs> not that. It's very normal. Yeah. Um, so that was that. Um, and then. Well, we, we saw. We saw. Documentary, documentary now. now. Yeah, I was gonna say I I can't log it on Letterboxd, so I almost forgot about yeah. it. But um, that was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was. Yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a big documentary now fan. Yeah, I'm sure you are too. And like, it was cool. The the uh, Fred Armisen and the directors were there. Yeah, which was fun. There's not a lot to say about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's no, just I, funny. Will, I, I do want to say the, especially the Agnes Barda one was. Oh my god, phenomenally well done. So it genuinely. Well done just could have been an Agnes Barda yes. documentary. It's like, especially like seeing it on the big screen, you notice all the, just like the, the pixelated subtitles. Yes. Like yes. Just it, the it, standard definition yeah. of it all is yeah. so perfect. <laughs> just from a production standpoint, so well done. Yes. The attention to detail on mm-hmm. that one was like unbelievable. Yeah. No, it was it was hilarious. the The octopus doc, uh, teacher parody was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I, Agnes know, Barta was, thing yeah. hit it out of the park, yeah. though. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, and then next morning we saw Glass Onion. Yeah, uh, a Knives Out mystery, which was well, we I don't which we're not you know, we talk had a, about we had that good much. Letterboxd reviews <laughs> of yeah, two very different two takes. very different takes. Um, we both um, gave it four and a half stars and wrote, loved it so, so much, much. Wow. In all caps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I will say, cause everyone is like, is it better than the first one? I don't think it's as good of a movie, but I think it's a better whodunit mystery. I think it's like way more satisfying balances a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it, I can't imagine the headache it took to like put this together. Yeah. Um, and how it like miraculously works. I feel like if I read this movie on paper, I'd be like, I don't know, this is really convoluted. But yeah. he makes it work so great. Like it moves very smoothly and like gets away with a lot more than it should, in yeah. my opinion. Especially with like the humor. I I really I mean I loved it. Yeah, it was so great. much. Wow. Yeah, um, so much wow. <laughs> and I don't even think we need to say anything more about it, because if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to watch it. Yeah. Let's be, let's be real. It's, I mean, yeah, exactly. The cast was amazing. Yeah, and also, uh, you had to leave right when it ended yes, to it was... go see the Fablemans, which is what we'll talk about in a second. But yeah. I stayed for the Q&A, mm-hmm. and Daniel Craig was <laughs> unbelievably hungover, because we saw the second screen, not the premiere. Yep. Um, so, so he was the previous night. So clearly he had a lot to drink at the party that yeah. like the previous night. Yeah. And he was unbelievably hungover. Like I had a photo that I took that I didn't take on purpose because he looked hungover, but then I looked at it and I'm like, wow. Yeah. I he mean, I hung over. I saw some interviews the next day. <laughs> Look at him. 
Yeah, he, <laughs> like, he like couldn't answer yeah. questions. Ed Norton's like like really attentive to look yeah, at him. He's yeah. just blankly staring at him, holding the microphone like this. <laughs> and, and yeah, genuinely, Daniel Craig, someone would ask him a question, he would start answering it, and then he would be like, oh, man. And then someone else would start talking. You know, he deserves funny. it. Yeah. Because uh, he, what I was saying is, I think Daniel Craig is even better in this movie yeah. than he was in the first, which is. The accent's still funny. It's still really funny, and he just plays it up a lot more. Like, it, it's clear he's having just so much fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I had a blast watching this. Yeah. I, I would watch it again. I would, too. I'd watch the first Knives Out, and then mm-hmm. this again. I, I don't want to spoil anything, so mm-hmm. I, I'm just being very careful with what we're saying. Yeah. That's what's so special about these two movies, is, like, you would think a mystery, once you watch it once, you're like, I don't, I know what happens there's not much to revisit, but they're both so fun. I saw the first Knives Out like three different times. Yeah, like, I I love watching that movie, and yeah. the same can be said about this one. So yeah, I yeah. When I was younger, I loved Scooby Doo. Yeah, and in order to watch them multiple times, I would somehow like train myself to forget who did it. <laughs> That'd be so. Funny. Yeah, so I would. I love don't know to, who's gonna yeah. come out of there. I don't yeah. know who's in this mask, but that's so. Unfortunately, funny. I haven't been able to do that with Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you said, I I sprinted. You sprinted. You I, and your and like fifty of your closest friends. <laughs> it's it was so funny because um, you can sort of like tell at the end of Knives Out that it's about to end. Like credits music starts playing, so I get up out of my seat. I'm standing in the back waiting for the title, uh, with like ten other people who are just like standing there, like ready at the door. As soon as it pops up, everyone just books it out. There's a guy in, like, a suit just, like, sprinting down the theater going, like, and it's, like, it's, and then you get out of the theater and all these volunteers are, like, it's that way, and everyone's, like, running. Yeah. It's, like, it was, like, 20 people. It it was chaos. And then I get there and there's, like, the lines around the block. So I'm, like, okay, it's going to be fine. But it was also, like, the movie starts in, like, 10 minutes. And I get into the theater as I'm lo- I enter the theater and as I'm looking for my seat, Steven Spielberg is like talking on stage, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, and then I watched the movie, yeah. <laughs> and I think it might be, I I, I might go back on this, but it, at the moment it's my favorite of the festival. I loved this so much more than I thought I would. Yeah, I am looking forward to it. I yeah, was not able to see it. It's it it was so I I think a lot of people aren't gonna like it to be honest I think it it's gonna get made fun of because <laughs> it's very cheesy yeah. and over overly sentimental and just like it it leans into the whole like the magic of the movies thing which I did not really I I didn't think that was that exciting going into it I'm like usually these movies about movies don't win me over cause what I'm about like, Hugo. I like I do like Hugo. I, just I do like I Hugo. People are comparing this to Hugo really? because it is yeah because it's like that was Martin Scorsese's thing about like movie magic and this is Spielberg's yeah. and I think Steven Spielberg like is allowed to do whatever the hell he wants but because it's is so- Sasha Baron Cohen in it. <laughs> it no, Sasha Baron Cohen's not in this <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul Dano is and he he doesn't. He's not the standout, I'll say that. Um, I, I get Gabriel LaBelle. He was the lead. He plays technically young Steven Spielberg. Yeah. He was so good. Michelle That's, Williams yeah. is really good. Seth Rogen. Um, it's just... And then David Lynch, which I won't talk about, but his scene was phenomenal. I, 
I really like this movie. Yeah, it was I'm, amazing. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to see it yeah. in a theater. I'm going to talk about it a lot more, uh, so I'll, I'll leave it there. Uh, I did get very emotional just, like, seeing Steven Spielberg in person, because I'm like, that's the man that, like, yeah. got me into movies, so it was just, like, the whole experience was very special. You know and, what? Yeah. As a side note, you've been recognized quite a few times this festival. Yeah. Someone said that to you. That I know. you were the person that got them into movies. It's... I, I yeah I'll say that I'll say that like thank you to everyone who said hi and taken a picture everyone's been so friendly and yeah. kind and yeah it's been it's been very very surreal the last few especially one fan in particular yeah I'm sure you guys all know of already um <laughs> yeah that was the Fablemans yeah and you, and uh, well you saw that I saw Causeway yes which is. One of the bigger movies. Yeah, it's a, um, a, Apple A24. Oh, it's so, A24? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Um, yeah, an Apple. Interesting. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. It's fine. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's just, um, you were saying earlier, you know, about um, Broker, how mm-hmm. people were saying that it doesn't really escalate. Mm-hmm. This is film is the ultimate film in not escalating. <laughs> it's just kind of a flat line. Very flat line. Interesting. Um, you know, about someone who was injured in uh, the military okay. and is trying to kind of make sense of their their life uh, and rehabilitation. Okay. And just, like, going back home to where they had, like, an unhappy childhood. Okay. And just trying to make sense of their life. Yeah, weird. And it's decent. Like, the acting is good. Jennifer Lawrence is really good. Yeah. Um, was Brian Tyree Henry in that? Yes. Is that Brian okay. Tyree Henry is also very good. Okay. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, I would say like, it, you know, if you are an Apple TV subscriber when that comes <laughs> out, yeah, see it, but it's not gonna, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's not gonna like okay. blow you away. It's just a well-acted kind of small scale. Fills the time. Film fills the time. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm not mad I saw it, but I also wouldn't be rushing to say everyone's got to see yeah. this. Like, it, yeah, it's fine. Wow. In, two military movies by A24. That's yeah. weird trend. Um, <laughs> Uh, after that, um, I saw The Whale, which was unexpected. Shout out to Amanda the Jedi for yep. getting me that ticket and for Adam from YMS for, uh, turning down the ticket so that I could get this ticket. Wow. Um, <laughs> it was crazy turn of events. Um, and while waiting for The Whale, I met, uh, Finn Wolfhard, who said, waved at me first. I, I want to say that. Yeah. I'm not to flex, but he said he likes my videos and I nearly peed my pants. It was... Yeah. I was shaking. Were they bird dogs? Um, I may have been wearing bird dogs. I may have been... may have been peed as bird dogs. Very, very well could have been wearing now, bird dogs. And they have built in underwear. <laughs> so everything would be fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched The Whale. It was also the premiere with Brendan Fraser there. With, yeah, Brendan uh, Fraser. Yeah. They, Darren Aronofsky said Fraser... And some people say Fraser, so I'm like, I'm just going to stick with the way I've been saying it for yeah. my whole life. Uh, I am almost um, positive it's Fraser. I think I've seen a video where Brendan himself See, says that's Fraser. No one really will... Um, you know, if you know, just hit us up in the yeah. comments. I saw the whale. You saw the whale. I didn't love the whale. I didn't think it was the best thing ever, which is kind of like I... I was... I don't know what my expectations... I knew... All I kind of knew going into it was Brendan Fraser would be amazing, which he is better than you think he's going to be. That's what I will say. He 
fucking kid. It's not only just an amazing comeback performance, it's just a great performance, like, point blank. Yeah. I love to hear that. It's so good. It, and it's really, like, dark. It's it's kind of hard to watch him. But, man, does he kill it. It's it's so good. Um, and Sadie Sink is amazing, too. No one's really talking about the supporting cast, like Hong Chow, Ty Simpkins. Everyone is, like, really amazing in the film. Yeah. Um, but, obviously, he's, like, the standout. Uh, I, I brought up the, the stage play thing about women talking earlier because I feel like that's a movie that really like works as a film despite being very talky and this is a very yeah stage play kind of movie it all takes place in one apartment and i i didn't think it worked that well as a film like it's something that like just seeing it visually for all darren aronofsky talked about in the q a about like we worked really hard to like turn this into cinema i'm like i didn't feel the that yeah aspect of it that much it it it's felt kind of dull i thought that everything that was said in the film kind of just was like left right there like there wasn't much beneath what was being said they they really lay out the backgrounds of the characters in in like every scene basically the whole scene is just kind of getting to know this guy so by the end of it i'm just it the ending hits really hard and it's like definitely the best part about the film but most of the movie i I don't know what else I felt other than, like, just kind of learning who he is, yeah. which I I just would have liked a little bit more out of the film than just gotcha. all of this explanation. Yeah. Um, I'm still excited to see it. Absolutely. I mean, it. I think it'll resonate really hard with a lot of people. It's a, it's a great movie on, like, grief and how yeah. people, like treat themselves <laughs> poorly in that mm -hmm. scenario yeah it's also fun that you got to see finn wolfhard uh you know watching his uh stranger things co-star yeah well fucking, i i well that's the other thing i left the theater and like walked down the street was walking back and i run into him again and i wave at him i'm like there's no way we're gonna do this again and he breaks off from his friends and runs over to me and he's like, dude, what'd you think? And I'm like, why the fuck do you care what I think? <laughs> You're Finn Wolfhard. And then... Sorry, sorry. Sorry, you go on. We talk about the movie. I won't say what he felt about the movie. He probably wants to keep that private. Right. But we had like a, a, a genuine conversation about it. And he's like, yeah, Sadie Sink was incredible. And I'm like, yeah, that's your fucking co-star. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're gonna... I'm like, what are you... It was just a very surreal uh, experience uh, just talking to him on the streets. Um, and yeah, that was the last movie I saw. You saw one more, though. I saw... Um, what did I see? <laughs> I saw Muru. You saw Muru? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. a New Zealand film. Yeah, how was it? Uh, it was good. It was really good. Mm -hmm. It was, um, you know, kind of about racism and yeah uh the, it, it, it's kind of a response to the, these riots uh -huh. well no it's like this police um kind of infiltration of this community yeah 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 it, i mean i don't want to i'm not gonna say too much about it but okay um yeah yeah it, 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 no, it was really good though okay. i i enjoyed it i think it's it's you know it's uh it, you learn a lot watching mm -hmm. it yeah because obviously most people who aren't from new zealand have no idea that this uh, kind of police mm -hmm. um, malpractice happened. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just an interesting kind of historical based film. Okay. And then after that, the final film I saw, um, and then we're, I'm seeing two films today. This is our, my final day. Yeah. Here, yeah. Um, was The Blackening, which right. is written by Dwayne Perkins, who uh, was in Three Pete, which was a Chicago improv group that I've seen a, a couple times. And I had some friends who were like another couple people on that I've worked with. Yeah. Um, you know, someone from that group was in uh, my web series. Yep. Yep. Uh, were they in the movie? They weren't in the movie. Okay. Only Dwayne Perkins was in the movie. Um, because it's based on a sketch that they did where all right. of them were in it for Comedy Central a few years ago. Yep. And it was turned into a film, and it's good. It's it's a really fun time. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. good horror comedy. Okay. I, I recommend it. It'd be great to watch with a group of friends. Okay. Uh, directed by Tim Story. Fame. Directed by Tim Story uh, of Tom and Jerry Tom fame. And Jerry. Uh, I would say it's my favorite film of Tim Stories that I've seen. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, there were rumors that Tim Story was going to direct a Monopoly film yes. starring Kevin Hart, where uh, he grew up on Baltic Avenue and was trying to make it big, uh, make it to the boardwalk. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Which I don't think ever ever made it yeah. into production. Yeah. But well, I'll uh, see it if it does. If I would be first in line for that one. Yeah. At TIFF, <laughs> when that drops at TIFF. It drops at TIFF. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's it for the rundown. I mean, uh, next episode we'll talk about our final day yeah, there's so there's a f- Empire of wait, did you? Oh, you didn't go this morning, to Empire no. of Light. I'm yeah. seeing that uh, in a couple hours. Yep. And then I'm also seeing. What else am I seeing? Oh, either until branches bend or the uh, the dock. By, I'm blanking on the you know the famous German know. guy. Werner Herzog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might see that. Yeah. I got a ticket for that. God, he had one there. You yeah. should see that. Yeah, I think um, I will. Yeah, I, I'm seeing the new Joanna Hogg tonight, The Eternal Daughter, um, starring Tilda Swinton. Uh, and then I'm seeing Sanctuary, which premiered last night and got some really interesting reviews, starring Margaret Qualley and Christopher Abbott, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. And then tonight I have the premiere of Decision to Leave. Oh, that, that should um, be great. That I'm really excited for. And then tomorrow... Theater of Thought, that's the Werner Herzog yeah, film. Gotcha, gotcha, yep. And then uh, tomorrow, hopefully going to see the Banshees of uh, Inishirin. I don't think that's how you pronounce yeah. it. But that's, I'll be in the air. You'll be in the that. air. I'm flying out at 7.30 a.m. God. I have to wake up so early. <laughs> and then my final film, if I have time, would be Pearl, the X prequel, directed by Ty West. T. West. T. Ty West. I don't know how you pronounce it. But yeah. that... Um, that that will do, and yep. and I'll cover all that in my TIFF video. Uh, and your five-hour-long What I Watched This Month video. Yeah. Um, I think that'll do. We, yeah. we are yeah. about and there I, with I our runtime. Yeah, and, I've enjoyed this festival a lot. You know, hanging yeah. out with you. Yeah. I've had a good time. I've had some good meals. It's been... We've met up with yeah. a lot of people yeah, we've, we've had on the podcast. Yeah. Like, um, Intercuts, Zach. Zach. Amanda. We've not had our podcast. So we've just been on their podcast a bunch. We had him once. Did one we? time? And uh, we had the intercut. Uh, it was like favorite movies of the year thing, twenty twenty. We did have him on. Uh, we did. Yes. I yes. thought we were just on theirs. We were on it. Her. He was on it. Someone else too, though. We. we oh, we had, had Oscar our, experts. We had. Oscar yeah, we had Oscar experts. experts. Yeah. They were very nice. Anyway, we're just rambling now. But it's Anyways, been a great yeah, festival. It's been, it's been fun. You know. Hopefully, we can do it again, oh. Karsten. I do want to know, wait, real quick, because it's the end, and I said we would, if you were to recommend, like, what's your favorite movie from the fest 
If I was going to recommend one to someone, absolutely Glass Onion. (laughs) And that's the one where I'm like, everyone will like this film. Yep. Uh, if you're someone who, uh, you know, is like our friend Miles, who was on the pod, uh-huh. Women Talking. <laughs> He's going to love that movie. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's um, a great film. Uh, weird, if you're someone who's like into comedies, Weird and the Black and Air are both like really fun, crowd-pleasing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't recommend Causeway unless you have are an Apple subscriber and just yeah. like are bored. Yeah. Uh, nothing groundbreaking there. Um, oh, I also did see a documentary that I don't want to, like, track. <laughs> uh, I walked out 30 minutes in because the, the premise of the documentary, like, what it was about, yep. uh, made me physically ill. Yeah, yeah. Um, just it, from an auditory basis. Like, the it's audio like of the... gory No, thing, it wasn't no. gory at all. Just the audio of the film actually was making me feel sick. Yeah. So don't... And it also wasn't that good of a documentary, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have stayed if I wasn't feeling like ill. From yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Very yeah. interesting. It never happened to me before. No, that's. I'm curious, honestly, to check out that document. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say my hit of the fest is the Fablemans. Um, trailer dropped yesterday. Yeah. And it's not very good, so don't don't rely on the trailer for that one. But the movie itself is like one of the best things I think Steven Spielberg has done. Yeah. And uh, I fully. It is. I know I said this about women talking to you earlier, but this movie is absolutely going to win Best Picture, The Fablemans. Yeah. It's so just, like, Oscar-y. locked. It's very Oscar-y, but kind of won me over, and it's definitely at least a frontrunner, in my yeah. opinion. Um, and that's, that's the it. TIFF coverage. Yeah, um, let's, uh, since we're in the same room, let's high-five. High-five. Sync up that's that how audio. You, yeah, sync up the audio. Um, and, um, yeah, I'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. On the Toronto side.